Welcome to Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Spencer, and for those of you who are new or just don't know, this podcast is basically just an audio version of my videos over on YouTube, which you can find if you go over to YouTube and type in the search bar at the Film Punch. And uh, yeah, if you can't find me over there for whatever reason, you can also find me over on Instagram, which is also at the Film Punch, and the link in the bio should take you where you need to go. As for this episode, it is a Christmas episode, so I will be reviewing a Christmas movie, or quote-unquote a Christmas movie. Um, Yeah, I mean, people debate whether or not this movie is a Christmas movie or not. For me personally, I will talk about that in the review. But that Christmas movie, I'm sure you saw in the title, is 1988's Die Hard, which uh, before (laughs) watching this uh this movie for this review is a film i had never watched before so uh yeah brand new movie for me at least so yeah a fresh review for you guys and a fun little christmas episode let's not delay this any further let's thank the sponsors and get into the episode this episode is sponsored by audible which if you don't know has a great selection of audiobooks originals and podcasts and right now, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash podcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Plus, which lets you listen to a selection of audiobooks, originals, sleep tracks, meditation programs, and podcasts. Or you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you all of that from Audible Plus, as well as one free title per month from an extended selection of bestsellers and new releases. And you own those. So that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go get that 30-day free trial of Audible, that website is www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast. Now, on with the show. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Christmas, everybody. I hope you're having a fantastic day. For those of you who don't celebrate Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. And for those of you who don't celebrate really any of those, then hope you're just having a good day in general. But uh, dang, it's really windy right now. I'm sure you can hear that in the background. I live in the Midwest and I'm right in the path of that crazy winter storm. Honestly, everybody in the U.S. is right now. But yeah, you're going to be hearing wind throughout this video. I apologize. Not the best audio, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it is Christmas, so I thought I would do a Christmas movie review. I was planning on doing a whole 12 days of Christmas movie reviews, but with the releases of, you know, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, and Avatar 2, The Way of Water, you know, I really couldn't fit that within the schedule. Sure, I could have probably posted two reviews in the same day, but I don't typically like to have videos competing with each other more than they already do. But uh, yeah, as for this review here... I am going to be reviewing the holiday classic, and you've already seen the thumbnail, seen the title, you know what it is. It's 1988's Die Hard. And this film is about a New York police officer who tries to save his estranged wife and several others taken hostage by terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. Um, Very iconic film, and also sparks the debate 
is Die Hard a Christmas movie. And after watching for the first time, I might say, uh, you know, I have to say it's not, not really a Christmas movie in my opinion. Sure, they might have some, you know, Christmas decorations. They might play some Christmas music. People might be humming Christmas songs, might be talking about Christmas. But when it really comes down to it, does it get me in the Christmas spirit? No. And that's really how I judge a film being a Christmas film or not being a Christmas film. Uh, so is this a movie I'm going to be rewatching every year on Christmas? No, probably not. I mean, could I watch it in the future around Christmas time? I'm sure I could. Um, but, you know, is it something I'm going to be rushing back to watch every every year around this time? No. Uh, now, is it a film that I liked? Yes, it is. It's a film that I very much liked. I knew I would like it. Um, but, I mean, I didn't know how much fun I would have with it. You know, it's kind of weird with me because not having seen this movie and growing up in a time where, you know, when I was younger, I watched Paul Blart Mall Cop, which kind of has a similar plot to Die Hard. And then most recently with Violent Night, you know, that has been heavily compared to Die Hard. And after watching Die Hard, I see a lot of those influences. And with, you know, some aspects, maybe it feels like a direct ripoff, but with Violent Night in particular, I feel like that's, you know, it, it takes what Die Hard did and puts the uh, the Santa spin on it. And I really like that. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite movies of the year. So spoiler alert for my top 10 favorite movies of 2022 list, but that will most likely be on it. Uh, but yeah, this film is directed by John McTiernan, screenplay by Jeb Stort and Stephen E. Souza, and based on the novel by Roderick Thorpe. Some people might not know this, but yeah, it is based on a novel, so uh, didn't really know that going into it, and that's interesting to know going out of it, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it stars Bruce Willis, of course, as John McClane, which unfortunately we might not see Bruce Willis in another role again, because I, I forget exactly what illness it is he has, but you know, it's, it's not going to be easy for him to come back to acting, much like um, I'm blanking on his name right now, shoot. Val Kilmer, uh, we saw him most recently in Top Gun Maverick, uh, but that'll most likely be his last role, and, you know, it's just unfortunate, but at the same time, we have these movies, you know, to, to remember them when they were in their prime, I guess I could say, um, you know, not to sound mean-spirited, I guess, but, yeah, Bruce Willis as John McClane in here is fantastic, you know, he is the hero, he he's cocky, but at the same time, you gotta love him because he has so much, so much charisma and so much heart, and also just you know, so much. Uh, what's again? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, confidence. There you go. He's he's a very confident guy, uh, going up against these terrorists, and you know, in a normal situation, people probably wouldn't be confident. Uh, but you know, this guy goes in guns blazing. He's smart about his tactical moves. And with a movie like this, you know, it's going to be hard for me to not talk about the influence that this movie has on other films that have come out since. And, you know, with this film here, I even kind of see some influences that, you know, maybe John Wick took from it. You know, there's a lot of films like this that have come out since. But this is kind of the, the first film of this nature to really come out at the time, at least from what I know of. You know, maybe there's some you know, some, um, similar movies like this, maybe like Rambo or something like that. Uh, but you know, I, I don't think those quite have the comedy aspect that this film really has. It doesn't quite have that hook 
that that comedic hook that this film has that those films you know having not seen them i don't think they have but i could be wrong um but yeah also got to mention in here alan rickman late great alan rickman as hans gruber the villain of the film main villain i should say and uh he is a force to be reckoned with for sure he's intimidating uh you know he, he come on he's severus snape of course he's intimidating um you know he's a fantastic villain in here he's conniving and uh honestly everything you want in a villain <clears throat> now i will say this i'm not going to tell you what their motives are because you know that's kind of a big spoiler for the movie what they're actually going after but by the time it gets revealed it was just a little anticlimactic for me it's something i feel like they maybe probably shouldn't have left as a reveal for later on because it really wasn't that big of a reveal to me personally um but i, I don't know that's that's just me um but yeah, Alan Rickman as as a villain in here, I think is fantastic. You know, he's a fantastic actor in general, and it, it seems like he had a lot of fun with this very conniving character, um, you know, in this role of just seeing him go mad over time of about John McClane just taking out his guys and just like being furious about it, but at the same time being so intrigued by him and wanting to know more and why he's doing what he's doing. Uh, so very, very interesting villain there, even though the the motives for why he's doing what he's doing is kind of eh. Uh, but yeah, we also have Bonnie Belinda, or not Belinda, Bonnie B Bedelia as uh, Holly Gennaro McLean, uh, the estranged wife of John McLean, uh, which honestly we see a decent amount from, but like isn't really the one we have a whole lot of focus on she's she's good for the role that she has to play in here um but they don't give her anything like too too crazy to do honestly really <clears throat> but we ha also have reginald vell johnson as sergeant al al powell uh he was the first one on the scene when shit started going down at nakatomi plaza and this guy is fantastic in this film i i've I'm pretty sure I've seen this guy in a lot of other stuff. I just can't name anything at the moment, but he was, he was really fun. He, um, kind of reminded me of, um, shoot, and I'm blanking on this guy's name, but the guy from Predator 2, um, yeah, sorry, I have a bit of a cough right now. I just need to get this out <coughs> much better. Also, my glasses fogged up for a second, uh, but I can't remember the name of that actor. You'll have to let me know down in the comments. I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about. But the guy from Predator 2, he was the main lead of that film. Reginald Vell Johnson in this film kind of gave me vibes of that guy while kind of being a little bit more of a side character. Uh, but nevertheless, I think he was great in here. Um, I think that's pretty much the main cast I will mention here. That's the main cast that's really important. Um, but yeah, overall, a really good cast, I would say. Everybody does a really good job with what they're given. Uh, I don't think there's a single actor in here that does a bad job. There is one actor in here, and no offense to the way the actor looks, or at least for the how the actor looked at the time. Maybe it's just the you know, costume that they gave him, the wig or whatever. This dude straight up looked like Jeffrey Dahmer. I was just like, okay, that throws me off. We have Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, with a kind of either German or Russian accent going after John McClane. Okay, never thought I would see this. And even at times, it kind of looked like uh, that one one guy from Disney Channel who played uh, played him, but like much taller and bigger. Um, I was just like, wait, what? What is he doing in this movie? I didn't know he did acting. Um, but yeah, let me see here. 
Uh, yeah, gotta mention this, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of the few shows I've watched all the way through. Most of the shows I've watched all the way through are sitcoms. That is one of my favorites. And, um, yeah, uh, Andy, why am I blanking on names tonight? Jeez. Um, Andy Samberg, there we go. His character in there, Jake Peralta, uh, he's obsessed with Die Hard. They have one episode in particular where they actually go to where Nakatomi Plaza is. Um, that's a fun episode. I don't know. They, they do a lot of like diehard stuff in that show, like references to it and whatnot. So it's something I've always heard about. And like even going into it, not having watched the movie before, like there's so many iconic lines in here that I already knew going into it. Like yippee ki motherfucker. And um, uh, what's the other one? I've heard this one before, but I didn't remember it going into it. But yeah, come out to the coast, get together. We'll have a few laughs. That's when he's like crawling through the, uh, the vent, which is one of my favorite scenes in there. There's a little subtle moment in there where it's like dark and they're like, all right, we need to act, uh, light this actor's face without it feeling, you know, unnatural because he's in a vent. All right, he pulls out a lighter and then the, you know, light comes on with the lighter and it's just like the light comes on so you can see the actor's face. And I'm just like, oh, that's brilliant. Like there's a lot of small things they do, a lot of small subtle things they do with what little it seems like they were given to actually make this film because a lot of the set pieces in here you know they're fairly simple set pieces you have a lot of rooms in here where it's just like you know kind of scaffolding and just like unfinished like places where drywall isn't even put up yet and then there's no paint on the drywall really you know it's it's unfinished stuff so it's like very simple sets for the most part in a lot of these shots inside the tower um but at the same time you know seeing all that it, it feels repetitive at times where you're just like okay I feel like we're just in the same room but it just looks slightly different that's not quite how it feels in here because in here they change it up enough to really show the scope of this this massive tower and you have him like crawling through the freaking elevator shaft and shit and it's just like this thing is huge and he's just crawling around this shit and like even for the time they didn't have like great effects but like you know, when you see him at the very top of the elevator shaft and you see him looking down, like even by today's standards, some of that stuff still, you know, kind of, kind of irks me a little bit. It freaks me out because I do have a fear of heights, but like, you know, a lot of, not just that in particular, but like a lot of stuff in this movie still works by today's standards with the action, uh, with, you know, the dialogue, with just, um, a lot of the stuff in here, I, I think, really works very well, even by today's standards. Um, but yeah, let me see what other notes I have here. Probably not going to be much longer of a review uh, because it is Christmas and, you know, people probably aren't going to be watching too many YouTube videos today. But who knows? Um, yeah, it's a little slow to start and then it kind of slows down a little bit towards the end. Um, but in between those moments, it's very fast paced. Um, you're rarely ever bored in this movie. It's exciting. You're on the edge of your seats. Um, you know, you're nervous for him because you have literally gunshots like all over the place and explosions and, you know, again, being up really high on the roof and then in elevator shafts and being stuck in very tight vents and shit like that. It's just a lot of stuff to really freak you out. And, um, I don't know, this movie does does what it does so well and you know it's kind of the og to do what they did so gotta show a lot of respect for this movie for sure 
Um, is this like one of my favorite movies of all time after watching it? No, I wouldn't really say that. Um, and again, I don't think I said this in the beginning. Uh, I'm not sure if I said this in the beginning, but, uh, is this a movie I'd rewatch every Christmas? Probably not. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a movie I do respect at the end of the day because it is, it, it it's a movie that has a lot of firsts for this style of movies and a lot of movies and shows, especially too, have, have not, I wouldn't say copied. I mean, some of them kind of just blatantly copy it but some of them have taken a lot of inspiration from it and you can kind of see the inspiration spread out through a lot of different movies and shows um not just you know the ones that are just trying to be diehard but with a different scenario like santa claus or you know a fat mall cop but like ones like john wick like i said before that has that type of action you know the kind of thing where it's just a guy plucking people off one by one essentially like I love that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of uh, iconic moments. One more, uh, yeah, I already mentioned uh, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Um, come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few drinks. Uh, and then there's one, uh, welcome to the party. Uh, that's when um, um, Reginald Dell Johnson's character shows up for the first time and John McClane, you know, like they kind of steer him away because the bad guys kind of steer him away at first. And then uh, John McClane's like, all right, I got to get this guy's attention. So he, like, fucking throws a dead body out the window and it just crashes on the cop car. He's like, welcome to the party, pal. Um, so that's the one really big thing in this movie I'll give away. I guess it's not that big of a thing, but, like, that's mainly the only thing I'll give away about this movie, really, uh, is just that one scene. And I will give no more spoilers uh, because I'm sure there's plenty of people that haven't seen this movie before. And uh, I want to give them the chance to be able to watch that um i would ask you if you're planning on watching this this christmas but uh might be a little late for that at this point but if you are planning on it still comment that down below um yeah really anything and everything comment that down below uh wrapping the video up here i guess um yeah sorry i'm a little tired it's like almost 3 a.m here and i'm just trying to get this review done so i can be ready for christmas and just kind of take the day off so sorry about that but uh yeah overall i would give this movie probably a standard ticket and then a standard subscription you know if you don't know my tier list um or my my ranking system and for movies that are in the theater or like typical movies in general that aren't on streaming i would go premium ticket you know worth the price of admission plus more standard ticket worth the price of admission discounted ticket worth watching if it's a on a discounted price and free ticket worth watching if it's free then the uh the uh streaming service ranking here uh premium subscription makes your subscription cost look like a bargain standard subscription perfect for a streaming service basic subscription perfectly adequate but not quite what you're paying for basic subscription with ads uh the type of content uh mediocre mediocre content that streaming services shell out on the regular and then the free trial worth watching if it's free Highly recommend using as background noise and then cancel your subscription so bad you should cancel your subscription. Also consider asking for a refund. Um, definitely not that bad of a movie. I wouldn't quite give it a premium subscription, but definitely standard subscription. Um, not quite sure which streaming service this would be on. I have it on my Vudu account. Uh, might be on Hulu. I'm not completely sure. Maybe HBO Max, but uh, you guys would have to check that out for yourselves. But yeah, standard subscription for it being most likely on a streaming service and for it just being a movie on its own 
probably a standard ticket if I were going to see it in the theater. Uh, worth the price of admission. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, have you seen Die Hard 1988? What did you think? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? Um, I definitely had a lot of fun with that. I wouldn't say I loved it, but I obviously wouldn't say I hated it either. Um, dang, it's getting windy. Uh, but yeah, I hope you all had a really great Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, I just hope you had a great day in general. I hope you're all staying safe with this crazy winter weather. Um, for those of you who are experiencing it, which honestly, it's a lot of people right now. So stay safe, stay warm, and, uh, don't make any unnecessary trips. So, uh, yeah, um, going to wrap it up here. Go spend time with the family. I appreciate you guys for watching. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you all so much for listening. I am on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at The Film Punch. I am more active on YouTube and Instagram. You can go follow me on Facebook if you want, but, you know, I really just post whenever I am announcing about a post. That is pretty much it, but, uh, you know, over on Instagram, I post on stories and whatnot and try to do fun stuff over there. And then YouTube, obviously, I post honestly lately pretty much every day. I mean, <clears throat> I'll take like a three to four day gap in between and then some things are kind of like recorded in advance. So, you know, it, it's kind of nice to have that time. But I'm also just like, I want to keep going. I just want to keep posting stuff. I just want to keep watching stuff. I just want to keep hustling. So. Yeah, I mean, this is the end of the episode, so this is the point where I usually just kind of uh, kind of ramble about whatever I want. Usually in the beginning of the episode, I would say uh, that if you go over to my YouTube channel, you, not only can you get the video form, but you can get it earlier over there. And that is not the case for this episode or the previous episode, uh, because, you know, I had to kind of post them simultaneously on the same day as I posted them on YouTube, because, you know, I wanted this episode to come out at Christmas. So, yeah, um... I hope you guys enjoyed the review. Not a super long review by any means, but just kind of a short review for uh, for the people who celebrate Christmas and just kind of want a fun little nugget of Christmas joy. That's my present to you. Uh, but I'm sure you can hear it's still windy as hell. And, uh, you know, as of recording this, it is actually... Uh, I'm recording this not long, maybe like a few hours after recording like the outro for the last episode so it is currently well technically saturday um around three it's three nineteen a.m very very early in the morning but that is how i roll um yeah technically i do have to work tomorrow but there's a pretty good chance i don't have to because of the weather um so i'm just kind of banking on the hopes that uh i don't have to work tomorrow if i do it'll it'll suck for sure but most likely won't have to, which is nice because it'll be Christmas Eve. Um, and it'll be nice to just stay at home. There's one particular movie I want to watch, Whiplash, uh, from 2014, I believe. Uh, so I'll have a review up on the channel for that. And then, you know, day after on the on the podcast, most likely. Um, relatively soon, probably. Uh, maybe not the day after Christmas, but like, you know, pretty pretty close to it. And then, uh, yeah, I might be watching a movie today if I don't work. Um, not sure which one it will be. There's a couple that I, you know, I could watch. Um, maybe not all of them I want to watch. One in particular, this Babylon, which is like three hours and nine minutes. And after watching three hours and 14 minutes of Avatar 2, excuse me, hiccups, always at the worst time. 
terrible. After watching three hours and 14 minutes of Avatar 2, don't really want to do that again with the movie that kind of looks underwhelming to me. It has a really great cast. I believe it's directed by Wes Anderson, uh, which with his track record, you know, uh, with the couple of movies I've seen by him, I'm not a huge fan, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'll end up checking it out. I don't think it'll end up on either list for this year. Maybe... You know, I think there's a chance possibly that it could end up on that top 10 worst, but for, you know, a three hour runtime, I'm willing to not take the chances on that. Uh, but the other two movies I could watch are Empire of Light, which I don't really know much about, uh, but that'll be an interesting one. Kind of gives me Fableman's vibes. Uh, definitely an Oscar contender. It's Oscar bait for sure. Uh, and when it comes to Oscar bait, it can be hit or miss, but. I uh, really haven't heard anything about that one. Uh, there's a lot of like Oscar contenders that I, I haven't watched this year, usually around Oscar time of uh, of the year after, because obviously, you know, after the year ends into the next year is when the Oscars for the movies that came out last year comes out. And then, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and that's the time where I see what movies are nominated, and then I check out the ones I haven't seen and. Sometimes those movies, I'm like, damn, I wish I watched that last year because it would have ended up on my list. That how That's how it was with uh, with Coda from last year. Uh, I watched it, I believe, this year and uh, ended up loving that movie. Brought me to tears and it definitely would have ended up on my uh, top 10 favorite of 2021 had I watched it in that year. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it would probably be the case with a couple movies this year. There's quite a few I missed, like Till, She Said, um, uh, what else? There was Armageddon Time, which honestly I heard was not great, but I didn't really hear too many reviews about it. Um, what else? I, f I feel like I'm missing stuff, but you get the point. Uh, but the one I really want to watch, um, if I have the time, and I might watch too if it's not too much, I don't know. Depending on the weather, I might only have time for one. But I really want to watch that Wildcat movie. It comes out on the 30th on Amazon Prime. But at the same time, I kind of don't want to wait that long for it. Because I feel like it's a documentary. And it would be nice to have one documentary on my top 10 favorites of 2022. And I don't really want to wait until the 30th to watch that movie on Amazon Prime. And then get the review out. December 31st is a actual date, right? <laughs> I'm not just being an idiot here, and it's not just going into January 1st, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, um, I, I don't really want to review that late because I'm trying to get my top 10 favorite and least favorite out before New Year's, or at least, you know, one of them on New Year's Eve and then one on New Year's Day, possibly. I'm um, not quite sure where, when I want to post it yet, but we'll see. Um but yeah, the question for this episode, for those of you who are listening on Spotify, um, is do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Yes or no? Um, and you can give a little explanation if you want to. But yeah, for those of you uh, if who don't have Spotify, you can go over to Spotify and follow me there. And then on some of my episodes, I will post a question and you can answer that question. Nobody else can see that question but me. Uh, but I can read that question and just be like, hey, that's cool. And then maybe in a future episode, maybe on episode 200, which will be the last episode, I can answer some some questions that you guys might have just as 
kind of a little thing to do there just kind of interact a little bit and have fun but yeah i'm gonna wrap it up here very long outro i know but i appreciate you guys listening go check me out on all my socials go check out the youtube channel please go subscribe there and i will see you in the next one happy christmas merry christmas merry christmas to all and to all a good night (laughs) 